take, I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody should go on stage and get naked. One of the talks I do is I actually um, talk about my story and talk about basically living this kind of fake existence, mm -hmm. which we often do with makeup and clothes. Yeah. Very different um, intention from covering up who you are mm -hmm. to celebrating who you are. Mm -hmm. And everyone needs to check what they're doing. Welcome to the Revolutionary Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha Bhushan, and every week I interview unique game changers from local heroes to business icons to innovative CEOs, all from different parts of the world, exposing a new frontier of leadership. Grounded in emotional intelligence, in our conversations, we explore authentic and raw stories ranging from resilience, impact, and transformation as they bring in a new era of compassionate leadership, using what I like to call emotional grit into their own lives. If you're curious to know more, check us out at emotionalgrit.com. So Claire, super excited to have you and like hang out with you here in lovely London. How exciting. I know you're here. Yes. I felt it when you got off the plane when I got your message. I was like, she's here. It's really nice because, you know, you feel like you know so many people so intimately because of social media and you're following people's journeys. Oh and then all I've got to hug you and actually be like, yes, <laughs> go you and what you're doing. It's just so nice. It's amazing because it's like, I feel like we don't have that connection anymore. You have it through social media, but it's like the physical presence. Yeah, hugs. And so, yes, hugs <laughs> that are lasting more than 10 seconds. Yes, good squeezes. <laughs> I am a squeezer. Yeah, it's nice. It is that intimacy, that level of intimacy. We, we are so hungry for it. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Well, which is why this whole Step Into Greatness series mm. tour, because, you know, I could have done this, like, online. And yeah. online is so much, you know, it's, it's, it, you can scale it and you can do all of these things, but there's definitely a point of just having that human connection. But anyways, I want to hear about you. And my gosh, you're, you've like transitioned and you're kind of in this new, like building the momentum for this next project. Yeah, there's so much <laughs> going on. Where should we start? Where should we go? How do I go? Well, um, I guess, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, tell, tell everybody, how did you actually get started to what you're doing today? Okay. Wow. Well. I was the kid at school that was bullied. Mm. The, I've been this height and more or less this size since I was like 10 years old. Mm. Like wow. one of my friends started school um, like six weeks later than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And um, she thought for a few months that I was a teacher. <laughs> oh my God. And it wasn't until both of us didn't get in the school choir, okay? The whole school auditioned because one of the, the royal family was coming to see it. The whole school auditioned, and only two people didn't get in. I know. It's like crush my ego. And me and her, and when she saw my name on the list, that was when she realised I wasn't a teacher, I was a student. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's quite a funny story. We're really close friends now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a story that lots of people can relate to. I don't think it's a story that's that unusual. Of course. Um, but when they had dance in the curriculum at school, um, I, I can dance, I can move. Um, I became popular, so I went from the kid that was kind of bullied and you know, pointed out and felt weird to all of a sudden being wanted and needed. And the short story is, that made me want to be famous. Mm. I got caught in the trap of, oh my God, everyone loves me, this feels really good, I'm important, and I was going to be a dancer. Now, I can dance, 
I can't sing, I'm not the right body shape, you know, the world was against me, yeah. but something happened and I just decided that I was going to prove everybody wrong. Mm. And my mission was just to prove people wrong and get famous. And so many of us get caught in that. Right. And I was going to be a dancer and I achieved that and I, I danced for some music videos. That was, that was the first thing. <laughs> then when I was like, oh, I kind of like eating and low-key, this is not fun anymore, um, I went on to be a presenter. A TV presenter worked for Virgin and Richard Branson and yeah, BBC, yeah. did loads of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was, again, aiming to prove everybody wrong. I wanted to be famous, mm. I wanted to get that, and I was fighting for that top job in that UK TV. Gosh, isn't that something? And I feel like so many of us women do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was miserable. Mm -hmm. I was kind of partying and doing all the kind of negative wrong stuff that we kind of get caught up in, like drinking too much, eating too much, drug, you know, all the kind of stuff that you play around with, but yeah. for the wrong reasons. And um, then, you know, then tragedy kind of struck. Mm. My ex-boyfriend, who was my childhood sweetheart, my rock, he killed himself. Oh, and my life just blew apart in a minute. I was in New York, I was flying back to meet him for dinner, to tell him that I wanted to give it another go, something that he really wanted. I didn't tell him on the phone, I wanted to do it face to face. Yeah. I didn't even get him to pick me up from the airport because he yeah. always did stuff for me and I wanted to kind of do it properly yeah. and I never got to tell him. Wow. And I know. Yeah. So that took 10 years to get over. Um, and it's still one of them things that, you know, it's a tragedy but it transformed me. And I realised two mm. things. Mm -hmm. Two things that really led to everything that I'm doing now is, you know, why was someone as awesome as him so lost? Why did he not realise his worth? Why did he not understand how he was loved um, and his purpose in this world? Mm. And how could he be more scared of life than death? Mm. And then I had to look at myself. You know, mm. I was the one that was left on this world and I was still breathing, but I was dead inside. Yeah. I was yeah. totally dead. I didn't know who I was. Mm. I didn't know what I was chasing. Mm. I was miserably unhappy. Um, and obviously that situation took me again to, you know, I was in that gutter looking up oh, yeah. and it's that whole thing of, okay, there is stars up there, yeah. I can, I've got to reach for this, I've got to reach for this. How and do I get out? How do I get yeah. out? Yeah. And I knew that I wasn't going to take my own life, I knew that I was, that wasn't a choice for me. Mm -hmm. But I remember praying, and I'm, I'm very spiritual but I'm not religious, but I remember praying going, it would be really good if I didn't wake up tomorrow, it would be really good. <laughs> Please, I don't have to think about this tomorrow. Yeah, if I could just go and <laughs> I remember praying, and you yeah. know, so many of us have been there, and we don't, we don't talk about it. We're starting yeah. to talk about it. We are a little bit, but yeah. we just, we don't. I mean, I was coming here to London, and all of a sudden, the guy sitting next to me on the plane was, you know, I was talking to him about resilience and yeah. emotional grit and everything, and he was like, you know, he's like, it took Prince Harry. 10 years to really come out in yeah. like London public society yeah. or British public society to really talk about the death of his mom mm -hmm. and really to kind of make um, the stamina around or the taboos around mental health yeah, um, and emotional health kind of up to the surface. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like just by us speaking about it and when I say that to people, they you can feel them go, I've had those thoughts already. And I'm like, you know what? Statistics say that I think like ninety five percent of us have had yeah, these thoughts. Yeah, it's actually normal yeah, to be like this. Yeah. So that that was my 
mm. transformation. You know, what is fame? Why am I chasing it? Mm. I don't love myself. I realised I didn't love myself, and I, you know, I'd lost somebody that, you know, I can, I don't know any of the answers of why he did what he did. Right. Anyone that's experienced suicide, and you know, it's, it's on the rise. It's happening more and more. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that was twelve years ago, and I've experienced other suicides, and other people have come to me, and I'm involved in a charity, mm -hmm. and the same questions arise. Exactly the same. It causes the same ripple effect every time. And we, we, I don't know. But with my guessing and my summarising and mm -hmm. me trying to work it out, you know, he didn't love himself. He didn't love life enough to stay. Mm. Is that what you think? Um, that his narrative. What that maybe was? I think I don't really. I decide, I've decided that I don't. I don't need to spend too much trying to work mm. out his stuff. Yeah. But for me, that's like okay. Do I love my life? Mm. Do I love me? Okay. What's the danger of not loving me? What's the danger of not loving my life? Mm. And am I willing to stay here? And it's interesting that you, um, you reflected in that way because if we think about it, a lot of the people, a lot of the humans that mm. come into our lives, it was almost as if you know, your ex was like that mirror for you yeah. in the reflection to say, hey, yeah. here's what it is. Here's what this life can mm. look like. Yeah. And what does that actually say about where you want to be? Yeah, and, and pay attention to those little signs. Absolutely. Uh, no, completely, completely. And I think, you know, you have, it's a tragedy. Do you sit in a tra you sit in that tragedy? Do I sit in, and it's only recently that I was working with my coach and I've been really upping my self-care. You know, it's something that I struggle with, fitness and food. Mm -hmm. When you look at my childhood and I was the, the chubbier kid and the bigger kid, mm -hmm. and she, we worked out, she's like, you're still, you're still associating yourself with the identity yeah. that you believed when you were 10. And mm -hmm. who that, that 10 year old girl is very different from the 38 year old woman that you are now. Right. And I worked Isn't that, that out fascinating? 10 days ago. You know, we're constantly learning, you know? Because it's like I'm at that point where there's flow in my self care and it's not a battle anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, it was always this stop start with me. Career, work, all of that was very easy. And then there's guilt around yeah. all of those things. Yes. So you think, you know, when you, you think of the journey and the process, you know, 12 years ago I had that wake-up call. But yet, you know, it's now that I'm really finding flow with some of the more challenging parts of that growth, which for me was food and, and kind of like self-care with exercise. Because our bodies are vehicles, we need to look after them. 100%. Yeah. So... And I mean, well, now that you're amazingly falling in love with yourself, <laughs> how are you taking that catalytic moment in your life and yeah. now feeling it for this huge passion project that you're working on? Oh, I'm so excited. I know. The thing I want people, everyone to know, and I share it with everybody, is like the last two years of my life have pivoted massively. You know, three years ago, I tried a business; it went wrong. It was the biggest gift of my my life, mm. you know. And and we don't talk about that much, by yeah. the way. The failures. The fa yeah, falling into failure. Falling, yeah, falling forward. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was um I went and did um, a talk at the London Business School and it was all these um, guys preparing themselves for their pitches and there was top businessmen there and I don't even know how I got on that platform. You know when you're like, am I gonna be here? <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> you like those? Oh! <laughs> Everyone here knows about business. Ooh, oh, uh, uh, I used to be a dancer and a presenter. Um, uh, anyway, I was um, teaching them pre presentation skills and authenticity, which, sure. you know, is it really interesting. It's one of my key things that I always talk about. And when you think 12 years ago, I was walking into a room and putting on, I was like, which hat should I put on to make everyone like me? Mm -hmm. And now I share authenticity, you know. So, you know, I, I like poisons, I'm medicine, you know. Yes. If we flip it, it's our gifts. And um, I stood up and I said, oh, you know, um, I, I said about my new business and then I spoke about the old one and I got standing ovation when I told them I failed. And it was that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, when you reach um, a certain level of maybe, you know, consciousness, mm -hmm. if, if you, you know, when I, I reached a certain place where I was having certain types of conversations, so with people that have been there, done it, and they're now in, in flow, especially sure. with their business. Sure. They got my journey to a point where they were excited by my failures, asking me what I learned, sure. hugging me, clapping me on the back. And it was a massive difference from some of the conversations I may have with family members or old friends that are like, oh, you know, you keep failing, just give it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's really interesting what happens when you do keep going mm -hmm. and then you put yourself in the right places mm -hmm. and you meet the right people. It's and like the mindset shifts and then the yeah, community completely shifts. Absolutely. And every single mm -hmm. thing I tried, you know, I wrote a book and it did reasonably well. I probably sold a couple of thousand copies. My family don't think that means anything. My friends aren't that impressed. But that book got me to that, that got mm -hmm. me to this, that got me to realise that the reason that I love presenting was I love interviewing people. Mm -hmm. I love seeing people shine. Mm. That's what excites me. I'm not particularly interested in celebrity. When I worked for Virgin, sorry Mr. Branson if you're watching, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm not that into music. So I was, in, mm. I was interviewing all these international rock stars and I didn't care about their tour. I wanted to know about their life and their goals. And in my journey, I kind of realized that. So there's kind of a couple of things going on. So I've just launched Game Changer Casting, oh. which is a platform that gets experts and coaches and speakers in front of their audience. Mm. Because everyone has got something to share, to say, a story. You know, my story isn't that unusual, but someone that doesn't connect to me will connect to someone else with a similar story. Totally. And if we can change one person's life with our story, mm -hmm. surely for me it's worth all the pain I went through. Oh, 100%. Because I don't, I don't want them to die. Like, that's a big kind of thing to say, but that's my story. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I, I've lost people to suicide, yeah. and I lost myself. Yes. So and that's the biggest awareness, like, when you're actually taking your stories and saying, you know what, that actually was, that was me. Yeah. That's not me anymore. It doesn't yeah. define me. However, this is a story that I'm propelling for so many other people, and people watching, people listening. That are you know just giving them the permission because so many people are just kind of you know they're just behind the scenes. I mean I can tell you like I just started this whole I started coming on meetup and so in meetups you know people will join these calls that we have but they'll never put their um, their camera yeah, on. No, they won't. It'll just be well the ones that I've been doing recently it's just everyone's just audio and it's so interesting because. 
It's like, I want to see your face. Yeah. If I'm not going to see you yeah. in person, I want to see what's going on back there. But they really, see. People are so scared. They're scared. And you know what? They're scared. They um, haven't done their hair and their makeup, so they're scared of being seen. And you know what? It, this is yeah. being seen. And part of part of the thing with Game Changer is launch this platform, and it's a couple of months in, it's going really well. But there's a whole load of coaching that's now <laughs> happening from me. I'm like, I'm not a coach, I don't want to do this. I don't interview people. Um, but what's happening really organically is, is just that encouragement of, look, someone needs you. Someone out there needs you, and you need to shine mm. because they need your life, mm. and that is it. That that mm. that's it. I don't need. To, I'm not gonna try and push you. I'm not gonna try to like force you. The fact is, it's happening. You need to do this. Like, if you, you know, if you listen inside of, of yourself, that calling, we people have it. I see it in their eyes, and just because you're scared about what you look like on camera, uh, you need to get over that. Like, mm-hmm. that sounds really mm-hmm. harsh, but no, it's true. Because <laughs> it's not even about yeah. you, it's about the message you're bringing out. So I went, so you, you know, remember what I said earlier? I have looked exactly the same mm. since I was 10. I was bullied, people used to cross the street and tell me I was ugly, that I was fat, that, you know, mm. I was really ugly, all this ugly, ugly, ugly. Okay, nothing has changed. My hair colour changes constantly because I love having fun with it, but nothing has changed. Mm. People now cross the road and say, there's something about you. Mm. Like I just needed to come up to you and be like, I don't wow. And I've come out of the gym, I'm sweating. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I changed on the inside right. and the world changed. And I share that constantly. If mm. if, if you change you, on the inside and the world changed. Yeah. So how did I, when I look exactly the same, mm. swap people telling me I was ugly to people telling me that you're outstanding, there's something about you, wow. Like and that doesn't come from a place of ego that, or anything. It just comes from this has this has happened. This this is like a big experiment. Yeah. And it, it wasn't my lipstick. It wasn't my moisturizer that changed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but they said I look nice when it's all smeared over my face. So you know, it's just an exercise of self love and self care. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know that. You know I just want. What uh, there's only one in me, and I love sharing my story, I love encouraging people, but if I can, I've created a platform where my aim is to have 250,000 people on it, minimum, right, of people that are sharing their story, and that is an army that's creating a vibration of encouragement, of love, of acceptance, Yes. you know, of saying, yeah, of saying, look, you know, I went through this, and I survived, and I did this, and no one died, I got over it, I lived with it. You know, it's all the, the broken parts of us that, that make us who we are. So true. We need to celebrate that. Oh, it's so, so yeah, true. that's that's kind of what I'm. Tr- well, that's my aim with Game Changer yes. is to is to just connect us in the media. Because if we're going to change the media, we need to be in it, and that's the biggest mistake mm. I made. We need to change the media. We have to be in it. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. I left TV presenting because I didn't want to interview celebrities. I wasn't that into music, so and people thought I was mad, like, but leave it presenting, like, and I was like, yeah, it's not, I don't want to do it anymore, yeah. and I went off and did the business, and I did the fashion thing, that just bombed. Um, <laughs> but you got the street credibility, I got, like, in San yeah. Francisco, that's what we would say. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it worked, you know, it's fine, you know, if you, what if you want to I've got a couple of hundred, <laughs> but it's fine, you know, it, as you say, I really learned loads of stuff, and it, it led, you know, it was all perfect, 
perfectly imperfect, as they say, the way that it was supposed to be. Exactly. I know it, going into that business room and having those guys stand up and oh. clap that failure, that changed me. And I think we need to start doing that. We need to start clapping our failures and, and celebrating them. You know, they stood up. Like, I was like, this is the weirdest moment of my life. One, I'm here in, like, the biggest business school in London. And they let me in the front door. <laughs> Did not let me talk about failures? And I've got a standing ovation. <laughs> and they're not judging me? Yeah. And, I, and the man, and the, the guy that was speaking before me was, like, four, a Forbes under 30 guy. And then there's me, like, next. What the? This is, there's something wrong here. But, um, no, and those moments... They happen more and more. As you say, you switch the mindset. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Game Changers is, is happening. And I'm connecting people, and I'm loving it. And I'm seeing people that are just starting out that are really nervous, that have just turned their video on. That that's their first step. They're like, okay, I need to go and speak. I'm scared. I'm terrified. And they've got their first gig or their first interview or their oh, first so Facebook Live. Yeah. And then I've got people that, you know, like yourselves, that have got these books that are storming, you know, or going all over the world and really making impact, really doing high-level stuff. Mm. And they're believing in the project. They're believing in the platform. So, you know, they're, they're coming on. And big, massive TV producers, and this is the really interesting thing, are desperate for interesting people. Yes, because, yes, because what's <laughs> on media right now I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, TV it's is everywhere. And, you know, all the top people in TV, they didn't go, get into TV 20 years ago to follow people around getting drunk and, no, you know, getting intimate no. and all that crazy stuff. They wanted to make quality telly. Right. So they're actually looking for interesting people, interesting mm. women, um, to do features on, to create content around. And mm. we now need to get back in the media. Yes. Women, we need to get back in the media. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you 100% yeah. on that. Because I honestly believe that we are all so hungry for good content. We really want to be nourished. We really are craving that intimacy. So if we get back in the media and we start watching the good content, if we start you know, playing the awesome videos and supporting the podcasts and the you know, really awesome documentaries that are about, you know, global warming and health and mental health. Right. Oh, yes. The media yes. will have to yes. listen. Because, look, the music industry has changed because of MySpace. Yes. The publishing industry has changed. Because of Amazon. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And media's next. It's changing already. Yes, you know? with our podcasts, with the, type, yeah. with the YouTube channels. I mean, everything. So even with this... It's just, I mean, you're kind of, it's so it's so exciting because, like, we're at this brink of this new, what I call, you know, revolution that we're actually being able to create yeah. and spread our own ripple effects. Absolutely. And, like, don't be scared. Yeah. Don't be scared of who you are. <laughs> yes. Don't be scared of your failures. And, you know, I only learned this 10 days ago. I thought that before we started, you know, started the interview and I was like, it was only 10 days ago. That is Tell your stories, but don't stick with your identity of, five years ago or ten years ago or twenty years ago, you know, you know, ten days ago I realised that I was still associating myself with this overweight, unhappy ten year old girl. Yes. And yes. today's the first time I've told the story and actually can sit here going, but now I'm a businesswoman that's active with her self care and really enjoying her yoga and the effect it has on her body. Ten days ago. So we're always changing. We're constantly learning. That's yeah. what it is. And so to round up this whole conversation, mm. 
What would you say your shamelessly fierce tip is for just presenting and getting yourself up and out there? Okay. For those that are just kind of struggling to be. I think we need to get naked more. <laughs> <laughs> I studied burlesque. Burlesque is how I got over my body, my body fears. Uh, and I, I speak in, in, in burlesque clubs and in cabaret, and I actually take, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody should go on stage and get naked, one of the talks I do is I actually um, talk about my story and talk mm -hmm. about basically living this kind of fake existence, mm -hmm. which we often do with makeup and clothes, mm -hmm. yeah. very different um, intention from covering up who you are mm -hmm. to celebrating who you are, mm -hmm. and everyone needs to check what they're doing, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, are you putting your red lipstick on because you love it and it's fun, or are you hiding? Now, two years ago, I was hiding. Ah. Yeah? So one of the biggest things I did... Mindset shift. Mindset shift. Mindset. So it's not about you can't do the same thing. Yeah. You think you can eat cake, but are you eating cake because you're punishing yourself and you're like, oh, I'm going to get fat, I hate, I hate myself. Or are you eating cake because you're like, oh, I love this cake. Mm. It's very different. What you're it you know, is. having, it a, having a glass of wine because you just would like a glass of wine, or if you had a hard day, you're stressed, and you're going to have that wine to chill you out. To numb your pain, to distract yeah. you. Oh, yes. So, you know, yes. it's a brilliant exercise. Start, start standing in front of mirrors. Start mm. loving the bits that you don't like. Mm. Talk in front of the mirrors. You know, stand there. Fake interview yourself. You know, ask yourself questions, and but be naked. Honestly, I can't explain how much yeah. this changes you. Um, I, got, I, I actually do some um, coaching at like a speaking school every yeah. now and again, and I go, and <laughs> the lady that runs it was like, can we do less of the naked stuff? <laughs> and I was like, no. This is what I am, this is who I am. No. If, if, Authenticity. Yeah, if, they, if they are not connected to themselves, and there's an element of shame, they will overcome it by getting naked. So that is my top tip. Because after standing there naked, yes. nothing will ever be that bad. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> because you have nothing to be ashamed of. But people dread it. And it's like just it's like the, the nakedness. Yes, and it's like the last thing in the world that you want to do. But Claire, with everything, and those that are coaches and speakers and yeah. authors and professionals, because we have a lot of them in this yeah. platform, um, where can they get connected? Where can they find more information about all of the things that you're all about? Well, Game Changer, so it's GameChangerCasting.com. Okay, GameChangerCasting.com. So, game everyone's welcome. Um, the platform's actually free. Um, you know, everyone should have a platform and a publicity profile. I want to really get this movement happening. So Really important. get people, so give them a voice, get them being heard. You know, whether you are standing in front of a youth group or you're standing in front of 10,000 people, mm -hmm. you know, every moment and every chance for you to communicate is a chance for you to change the world. Yeah. And we need to remember that. So yeah, GameChangerCasting.com and ClaireAnstey.com for my stuff. I'm working on my own talk show, so I'm going back in the media, um, which is really exciting. <laughs> it's called The Authenticity Room. Oh, yeah. Yes. So that's really exciting. That's in pre-production. Okay. Um, so yeah, those are the two places, but more importantly, Game Changer Casting, because you know, there's only one of me, I'm working on my show, you're working on, on your, your, your media and your yes. podcasts and your videos, but you know, if we can get between us 500 more people, I mean, that ripple's turning into a wave. 100%. Yeah. Oh.
Claire, this was so much fun. Thank you. Thank, thank you for inviting me. And Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Leadership Podcast, where you can learn from unique game changers on how to enhance your human potential and uncover the new era of leadership using the methodology of emotional grit. For a full series of podcasts and access to additional resources, please visit emotionalgrit.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please spread the love and give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it with your friends. We would so love your feedback.